the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Intelligent. Conservative. The answer. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Better get steady. Better buckle up for safety, my friends. It's another hour of the Andrea K Show here on Tuesday. It is Tuesday, isn't it? Taco Tuesday. No, I can taste it. Yeah. Um, ha- have we had any Dr. Jill Taco Tuesday sightings? Um, hmm. Uh, none that I've heard of today, nor did I hear her crack any falafel comments about the Middle East. So um, speaking of the Middle East, though, we are going to take you guys back there because uh, it this was not exactly a win, I think, for the United States of America. But I'm no expert when it comes to foreign policy and the threats that we face. But John Guandolo is from Understanding the Threat, and he's going to be here to share with us everything that we need to know about the impending threat of Iran, who has been saying for decades that their goal was to wipe the is uh, the United States and Israel off the map. Speaking of wiping uh, people off the map, we got a crime wave happening across the country. And the epicenter of it is Gotham over in NYC. Breaking news coming out of there today. We've got charges that have been dropped today for multiple parties. Um only part of the interesting part of that is that there's charges that were dropped today that should have never been filed in the first place and then there's others who should have been charged or should have been prosecuted whose whose charges were dropped today so we've got to share in our crime and punishment part of the show tonight we've got that to share with you guys and oh um hmm speaking of um non-punishment how do i segue from crime and punishment to the fact that we're going to be giving away some prizes to some people out there you san diegans are deserving tonight the Biden administration is continuing to tout how gas prices are are plummeting across the country. I'm even seeing that here on the news. We at the Andrea K show here in, in AM 1170, the answer, we know how times are really continue to be hard out there for San Diegans. And so we want to give back to you guys and give you a little chance to have some fun. So stay tuned because later on in the show, we're going to tell you how you can win two tickets to go see the Padres. That's right, which is even fun if you're not a baseball fan. It's just super fun to go to Petco Park, sit there in this glorious weather, eat some peanuts, right? Watch a game, hang out with some great, amazing people. So definitely stay tuned for that. Uh, Speaking of San Diego, it made national news in regards to the mask mandates being back in force. And we've got Sharon McKeeman, who is the founder of Let Them Breathe, who's also running for school board here in San Diego, is going to be on with us later on to address that report. Before we go any further, though, I got to bring in my man who's my partner in crime every night of the week here and eating tater skins is no crime. Of course, I'm talking about DJ Potato Skins. Unanimous potato. 
That's the rare unanimous potato. DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. The only mask you're going to catch me wearing is if I'm somewhere near the uh, free portion of Comic-Con this weekend wearing a Batman mask. That might be about it. Man, you're going to go there. You're going to, you're going to reward them even though they're they're going all, you know, totalitarian, fas- Fauci I'm not, fascism. I'm not spending a dime. They have a whole free section out in downtown. Okay. All righty. Well, you know what? Um, as long as they're not being rewarded for their communistic, fascistic, uh, commie, commie con approach. Hey, um, you have fun. I, I don't mean to, I don't mean to shame anybody. Um, but I do think one of the things we're going to be talking about when we get to this mask segment next hour is it's time for us to be doing some civil disobedience and some pushback. And if that means, uh, and I'm happy even if that means it's a pushback on like Comic Con, that the attendance leaves them um, bleeding out financially. Oh, I think they're going to take a hit this year. I hope they do. Um, Speaking of taking hits, let's go through some crime numbers in New York before we we get to you some news in terms of charges being dropped in New York City. Auto theft is up 46.2%. Who even knew that people drove cars in, in New York City, right? Well, they do, apparently. Um, grand, grand, so uh, auto theft is up 46.2%. Grand larceny is up 49%. Robbery is up 39.2%. Burglary is up 32.9%. Rape is up 11%. Felony assault is up 18.6%. There was breaking news today, and I don't have the details on it though, but that uh, somebody on the cast or crew of Law and Order, one of their, one of their, um, spinoffs from the Law and Order franchise, uh, ended up being uh, there was some form of assault that took place and that uh, member of that show died. We have a massive crime wave. And what is what was the what was New York City's response when this crime wave involved a woman and her bringing intentionally bringing her boyfriend back to try to beat up on an elderly five foot seven year old bodega worker? What was it? What was New York City's response? To arrest the bodega worker who was clearly seen on videotape defending himself. Because in the Democrats America, your job is to sit back and be the victim of auto theft, grand larceny, robbery, burglary, rape and felony assault and put up with it. Because that's evidently the Democrats idea of today's reparations. That for those, and not even just be for, because the criminals might be African American, but just in, in, the, in the name of, of justice... Right. We get to have a crime spree that's supposed to go unabated without you having the uh, having the right to defend yourself. So much so to where the good guy in Indiana who stopped a mass shooter is being called a vigilante today and being shamed for saving lives. That's where we're at in this country. The gentleman, the bodega worker, Jose Alba and his attorney have said, thank goodness, if it weren't for the New York Post, Mr. Alba would still be in jail. He would be. As of right now, the girlfriend who got mad at Jose Alba, the bodega worker, who said, uh, uh, and the reason why she got mad was because her EBT card didn't work and he took the chips out of this woman's daughter's hand because at that point the chips were not paid for and he could see, I guess, the girl was going to go off with the chips and he removed the chips from the girl's hand. Um, so on that, for that reason, girlfriend says, I'm going to bring my in back and he's going to blank you up. And that's exactly what happened. So she intentionally brought her boyfriend fresh off of release from fel- from whatever recent felony he had been charged with 
who proceeded on camera to back him, goes into the small, confined little employee area and backs him up against a wall and proceeds to start trying to, you know, um, obviously threatening him. So the bodega worker um, pulls out a knife and starts to defend himself while the girlfriend is stabbing him. And yet he gets charged with murder for defending himself. Only because of the New York Post bringing a lot of attention to this. So he ends up not only getting arrested for defending himself, but he gets thrown in jail with a ridiculous amount of bail, $250,000 bond. They were going to throw him away with the key, right? Um, so there was a lot of a lot of high pub- publicity involving the New York Post that got that bond reduced. The pressure continued to the point to where the prosecutors went to the judge and said, we're not able to... Um, Prove that the defendant wasn't justified beyond a reasonable doubt. A doubt. You're supposed to in this country. You're not supposed to have to de- to prove you're innocent until proven guilty, right? You're not supposed to have to prove that you had the right to defend yourself, right? The pro- the burden is supposed to be on the prosecution. So even so, the good news is the judge dropped the charges today. But the bad news is they didn't know they still did it in a way to make Alba look like the bad guy. And the girlfriend who brought boyfriend in purposely to attack this old man and stabbed the old man in that process, joining with her boyfriend, she still has not been charged. She still hasn't been charged. Um, the family, and, and the, of course, the New York Times did an uh, opinion piece today that said, you know, it's a sad day in America when, you know, um, somebody uh, gets away with murdering an unarmed black man. The family of Simon said, Alba um, said that her family was disappointed no one would be held accountable over the fatal stabbing. Who, let me tell you, yes, somebody was held accountable, and it was Simon. And it was this man who decided to come in and attack a little old man behind a counter. Clearly there to do serious damage, if not murder him. If you're Alba, you've got to believe that this woman brought him there to kill you. I have every right to believe that my life is in jeopardy if somebody comes in for the purpose of assaulting me. And I will use deadly force. So, yeah. Lady, what was her name? Kendra Simon. Somebody was held accountable and the rightful person was held accountable. Now, unfortunately, the girlfriend hasn't been held accountable for her her uh, assault. But this is what's going on in New York City. Now, in D.C., we've got another story of charges being dropped. Stephen Colbert's staffers who were arrested in the course of wandering around on the sixth floor without permission in unlawful in an act of unlawful entry and the congressional building on the sixth floor were arrested and charges were dropped. Now there was absolutely nothing different between what they did and what they engaged in and what people that are still being held without bail uh, did on January 6th. Unlawful entry. Now the excuse uh, on the part of the DOJ and others is that nobody was counting electoral votes at the time in which these people committed the act of unlawful entry. Well, I suggest to you that over the course of the time period on January 6th, there was many, there was, there was lots of moments where people came in unlawfully where there was not votes being counted. In fact, they were arguing over whether or not votes would be counted. 
But who was really even responsible for that on January 6th? Really, it was the Capitol Police who opened doors and moved the barricades back. The bottom line is this. If you're going to hold people on January 6th without bail for unlawful entry, these Colbert staffers needed, needed to be held without bail, denied their due process rights and their civil rights in this country. Um, I, I'm almost at the point to where I'm ready for an eye for an eye. Normally, I would say two, two wrongs don't make a right. But in this instance, how do we get our freedoms back? Unless the very people imposing the fascism and the totalitarianism on us, unless they start to feel the weight of it, it's never going to change. Never going to change. I And if I was an attorney for one of these January 6th defendants, I'd be willing to go into court and assert the Stephen Colbert defense on behalf of my clients. I would want it on the record. I would be willing to, somebody needs to be willing to suffer some contempt of court and some sanctions maybe and a slap on the wrist as an attorney to do something to restore justice in the United States of America. Because as of right now, we don't have any. We don't have any right now. We still got this kangaroo court, January 6th committee, that, that, that's aim is to uh, get all seven, 75 million of us MAGA voters to be considered equally uh, terroristic as the Jan 6 defendants. We're going to take a break. We come back. Speaking of fascism and terrorism and totalitarianism, that's who the Democrats have been sucking up to for a long time over in Tehran, the number one state sponsor of terror, including helping to facilitate their ability to get a nuke, of which they have said now they've got the ability to build. We're going to talk to John Guandolo from Understanding the Threat about that when we come back. This is the Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. Andrea K, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. John Guandolo is one of my favorite, favorite guests, and he's super hard to get. And so I was all excited thinking he was coming up now, but he's not. Ten more minutes <laughs> to John Guandolo to tell you what you need to know about uh, Joe Biden's excellent adventure over to the Middle East to beg for oil. Among other things, you know what? He's been catching a lot of heat for seemingly being not up to the task, but leave it to the crack AK team to find the evidence that Joe Biden is indeedy well able to perform all the functions that is required of commander in chief, particularly one that's got his he's got his fingers close to the codes for the nuclear football skins. You found uh, some uh, gold for us, didn't you, in the form of, of an audio? Yeah. Anybody that says that Joe Biden is not up for the job. I mean, this this clip of this compilation of Joe Biden shows really the leadership we stand for in this country. I can't wait to hear it. The best way to get something done, if you if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to. Anyway, <laughs> from from uh, uh, Char, excuse me, from Charlotte. One another line going from in Florida down to Tampa of Putin's kleptocracy. Yeah. Uh America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him. (laughs) The idea that. um, Uh Los Angeles and uh, and uh, um, uh, um, what am I doing here? For two reasons. One, to... 
because we haven't been able to communicate it in a way that is, let me say another way. But the nature, not a solid meeting with, um, with uh, the, uh, they make a very good point. Here's the deal. Here's what drives the driver in the states that are affected. Here's what you can do, the drivers. We want to expand pre-K for three and four-year-olds, millions of pre-K students. That's to find us. And all of it's an embodiment of so many of you here today. Leaders in civil rights like Karen Nagasaki. And uh, and Karen uh, Kramatsu, where where are you? Where are the Karens? <laughs> That's my favorite. I wish she had said Karen Nagasaki and Karen Hiroshima. That just would have really put a cherry on the top, right? And listen, before y'all come adding us over ageism, let me tell you something. Um, age is a factor in cognitive abilities. Some people, it hits sooner than others. I had an old friend of mine that actually ran into cognitive issues in her 40s. Just an amazing woman. It happens. And you have to know your abilities in life. And you have to know what you're capable of, including when you get to a certain age. So, you know, it is clear that this man has no business being the commander-in-chief Supposed leader of the free world. I'm old enough to remember when everybody was uh, was saying that Trump was so erratic he was going to get us into the Third World War. No, this is the kind of individual that gets you into the Third World War. The kind that pre- that pretends he's he's capable and competent when he's not. Right. This is the guy who's who's going over there having. God only knows what conversations behind the scenes with some really scary you know, bad guys around the world. This is also the guy that's being led around by the nose literally and figuratively by some really far left kooks in our party who he was supposed to be the moderate right and instead he is nothing but literally being led around by people that are working all day every day to destroy this nation and in particular as a as a part of the great reset as a part of the world economic forum destroying every aspect of our society and 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 ushering in the great reset through the intentional attack on our energy sector. In fact, Pete Buttigieg today, I guess there was a hearing on Capitol Hill, and um, he just said what used to be said quietly. Uh, here's what he had to say, uh, had to say before, and before I get to it, bear in mind San Diegans. Yeah, I saw it up on NBC San Diego where they're talking about gas prices plummeting when it's still $5.87 a gallon. If you think that's good news, shame on you. Shame on you, because here's the reality of where this administration is at, trying to condition the American people to think that $5.87 a gallon is good news. I want you to listen to Pete Buttigieg. Skins, please play clip one. Of course, the more pain we are all experiencing from the high price of gas, the more benefit there is for those who can access electric vehicles. Yeah, sure. The more You know, Elon Musk, he's over in Greece right now. He's just enjoying him some Santorini because you know what? There's all kinds of people out there, the limousine liberals that can afford to drive a Tesla and an EV, but the rest of us can't. And at one point he gets confronted and he decides he's going to, well, the, I think it was Thomas Massey was like, um, dude, the average electric vehicle is like $60,000. Okay. People can't afford that. He's like, oh, nah, you can get a Chevy Volt for 26 grand. Oh, okay. Great news. (laughs) 
There's all kinds of single mothers right around in San Diego right now cleaning houses for a living, rolling around in some old old Toyota, you know, Sentra that they bought in 1988 that is just happy to hear that all they got to do was go down to Chevy and pop 27 grand for an EV. But oh, but, but, but oh, by the way, he was also confronted by a little issue that involved in electric vehicles called electricity. Here's what Thomas Massey had to say in educating Admiral Buttigieg, as Jesse Kelly likes to call him, Skins, please play clip two. The average uh, household uses 17% of their electricity for air conditioning. And um, that would mean the average household uses 1,870 kilowatt hours per year for air conditioning. If that average household plugged in electric cars... Do you know how much more electricity they would use in comparison to the air conditioning that air conditions their whole house? No, but again, I would emphasize it will well, let be me help less you. Let me help you with overall. that first before we go on, because the numbers are important. It would take four times as much electricity to charge the average household's cars as the average household uses on air conditioning. Do you think that could be? So if we reach the goal by 2030 that Biden has of of 50% adoption instead of 100% adoption, that means the average household would use twice as much electricity charging one of their cars as they would use for all of the air conditioning that they use for the entire year. So um, let me translate that for you, San Diegans, if you're living in East County and you're lucky enough to have air conditioning. Or you're, or everybody you got, you live in an area you got to heat your homes and your average electricity bill is a couple hundred dollars a month. It's going to cost you $800 a month to charge that same electric vehicle that you had, you are fortunate enough and privileged enough to be able to afford it at whether it's 30K or 60K. Either that or pay $7 a gallon of gas. They're harming you. They, this is how much they hate you. That they're willing to destroy you and your family economically for their power. It's despicable. It absolutely is. You add in that John Kerry, his family's private jet, emitted over 300 metric tons of carbon just since Biden took office. Of course, he arrived in that uh, on the uh, for the climate meeting on that private jet uh, in Berlin, Germany, on Tuesday for the Petersburg Climate Dialogue. All that dialogue is all about is about how they can move us little stupid little peasants into little urban areas and force us all on bicycles, living in 400 square feet, nobody having the ability to to start a family or raise a family, all for power. Speaking of private jets, I'm loving this. I think we might we might finally be getting close to being done with the Kardashian clan because Kylie Jenner the least talented yet wealthiest of the entire family, only after she completely blew up her face like a balloon, her lips like a balloon. She now is a billionaire. So she, being with big lips, little gray matter between the ears, decides to tweet out. This is how, this is how tone deaf she is. She tweets out on the, on the tarmac, one private jet to the left, one to the right, with her boyfriend that killed the people and the, 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 the alleged rapper who killed all those people at a concert in Texas, right? Um, yours are mine, she says. 
Well, that just, you know, really set off all these Libbies up in L.A., these little lefties that are all about having to use a paper straw, right? That ends up becoming like paper mache on your face after it like starts to melt and gets glued to your lips, right? These same, all these little lefties are so on board with all of this, this climate change agenda. And then here is their idol, Kylie Jenner. And she's, you know, uh, come to find out she's, after she posts this hideous meme of herself with private jets, then there's all kinds of articles that sister friends taking that private jet on three minute trips to avoid 40 minutes in a car now she's being accused of being the world's largest climate criminal now listen i say hat tip i'm all about the free market and capitalist system Maybe, maybe we can get a twofer out of this. Maybe what we can get is we can be done with the Kardashians once and for all. And maybe we can be done with this climate change hucksterism once and for all, because the the hypocrites are proving that there that it is a hoax. We're not getting rid of fuel and, and gas and oil, and we're not going, you know, electric and going to alternative energy anytime, any, anywhere, anytime soon. Am I wrong, Skins? Right. Speaking of oil and energy, you you know how I know that it's all a hoax? Because Joe Biden was over in the Middle East, gas can in hand, begging for some oil from the Saudis. And we're going to talk to uh, John Guandolo, finally, when we come back from the break, to get his take on the Middle East trip and whether or not uh, we're any safer as a result of that. So stay tuned. John Guandolo from Understanding the Threat when we get back. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Don't forget to stay tuned because later on next hour, we're actually going to be giving away a pair of tickets to the Padres here in San Diego for a faith and family night which is going to be on July 30th. So we're going to make it easy for you, but you got to stay tuned and listen so that you can know what to do and get your free tickets to go see the Padres because in the last break we were t- last segment we were talking about the economy and how they're just doing everything they can to inflict pain on us and so we hope here at the Andrea K show and AM 1170 that we can give back, give you guys a chance to go have a little fun and enjoy America's um, pastime. Uh, joining me now is John Guandolo of Understanding the Threat, which is the only org- I, it's like I've had John on so many times. I've got to tell y'all again that he they are the only organization in America providing tools to leaders, police, citizens to identify and dismantle jihadi, terrorist, and communist networks in our community. He's advising everyone from governments and um, at, at, at nationally and, and locally. Uh, he's also co-author of the book Sharia, The Threat to America. He's got a new book out called Islam's Deception, The Truth About Sharia. And John Guandolo, I wasn't over there on uh, Joe Biden's excellent adventure to the Middle East, but I'm wondering if there wasn't some Sharia being spewed Joe Biden's way, or maybe not, because he was over there with gas can in hand begging for oil. Um, give us your perception of his trip. Well, that is a, first of all, as always, it's wonderful to be on with you. And uh, that's a pretty broad question, So, I'll, uh, but I love it. And it's a good question because I think we have to start with the fact that uh, you have to ask the question, is Joe Biden uh, ignorant or is he uh, knowingly doing what he's doing both uh, inside the United States by uh, literally flooding America 
with uh, illegal aliens, destroying our uh, economic sector, um, helping, aiding, and abetting our adversaries, or is he just dumb? And uh, our assessment and understanding the threat is uh, that he's willingly aiding and abetting our adversaries. And I would say it's the same in the in the Middle East. Um, is that I think uh, our adversaries, literally as Putin is in Iran, uh, meeting with the uh, Iranian leaders and the Turkish leader uh, to discuss how they're going to make themselves stronger and us weaker. I think we're seeing it across the board that that's what Joe Biden is literally doing um, inside Saudi Arabia and elsewhere. Well, yeah, I mean, it started with him, you know, he gets off of Air Force One and has to be told, he's like, what do I do now? I mean, it was clear that he really had, he did not have the mental faculties up for these, this tremendous challenge that we have right now in terms of foreign policy. So then he proceeds to, um, to fast forward in a discussion where he's doing a press conference with the Prime Minister of Israel and proceeds to say, that, no, Iran will never get a nuclear weapon. Um, we're entering talks with them because I think diplomacy is still like our best bet. And the Israeli prime minister had to say uh, diplomacy is never going to work. There must be a vigorous, tough military. He didn't say military response, but basically a military presence to basically strike enough fear in Iran that they wouldn't dare to do anything. And it's either that or crippling them economically, which is my take on my other option. Uh, that's not what was said by the Israeli prime minister. Um, Joe Biden made it very clear over there that his goal was to get the U.S. back in that same Iran deal that Trump got us out of because it was a deal that was cooked up by John Kerry privately. Most of the details on it, the terms and conditions were not made public, but we know that there was no inspections of whatever promises they supposedly made. Now we got a spokesperson for the, um, I think it was the Ayatollah Khomeini, who's come out and said, yeah, we're, we're, we, got the, we're, we can build a bomb right now. We can build a nuke right now. Yeah, I think uh, so. That is a a great point and great question. So let me kind of walk through this. Number one, um, Iran is on record not only publicly by their leaders uh, for the last forty plus years as saying that they want to destroy Israel and the United States. Their constitution says it is their uh, objective to wage jihad war against. Uh, the non-Muslim world until Sharia Allah's law is imposed on every human on earth. And we consider them, Mr. Biden certainly seems to consider them, as do traitors like John Kerry. Uh, somehow they're diplomatic partners. I mean, this is, mm-hmm. uh, this is the equivalent of uh, the mistakes that have been made historically with hostile regimes. There's only one way you can deal with... Uh, regimes like this, and it is going to be militarily. And yes, you can economically cripple them. You can do some things. We've had opportunities uh, under numerous administrations um, where the United States could have helped Iranian dissidents inside of Iran to uh, to take action. But now where things are is uh, we're dealing with a real threat, not only in that region, but a real global threat and the United States, President Obama did it, President Biden is doing it, is directly aiding and abetting uh, Iran in, in growing their ability to wage war against us. And so I think um, 
the the Israelis will take action if they feel Iran is imminently going to be able to do some major damage. Uh, but it should be us leading the way. But we're we're not going to because our government is being led by uh, by people who are adversaries of this country. So well, and we've got a DoD that has purged itself of any. Um, purged itself of the old traditional, in my opinion. I think we might have touched on this before last time you were on. I mean, it certainly appears uh, that what's left is the uh, is politicians and, and brass in, in the DOD. When you've got Millie talking about, yeah, I want I want to find out, you know, uh, what's wrong with my whiteness. We got a problem, right? I mean, from West Point and even Annapolis and and all, all aspects of our DOD, it's all about. Uh, the cultural Marxist identity politics crap that they're pushing. And on top of it, they're purging out any, but it, the, the purity test going on right now is to get rid of um, the troops that don't want to get the shot. Right. And, and at the same time that we've got reports that we can't, that we can't, we can't find recruits. We're even willing to say, Hey, you don't even have to have a GED if you'd be willing to sign on with us. So the army, uh, there was a report out today that the army says that by the end of 2023, uh, I think they're going to be down 30,000 troops and don't have any ability to be recruiting right now. So we don't have for us to lead the way. We not only are not in a position to lead the way from a moral standpoint or even an ideology or political standpoint. I don't think we've got the military. Do you No, And I, I want to, uh, make clear these uh, the things that are happening uh, at the border, the things that are happening in the military, the things that are happening ec- economically. The uh, And when I say things, I mean the policies and the actions being taken by uh, this regime in the United States. Uh, these are the point of these things are to intentionally destroy the United States and weaken us so our adversaries can take us. You've got a government, literally, you've got easily identifiable communists running the government. You know, the Secretary of the Interior, communist, the, guy, the gal uh, that Mr. Biden wanted to be the comptroller uh, of the currency, you know, who runs the FDIC, is literally a full-blown communist who ran young, the Young Communist Party in, in Russia. Um, mm-hmm. These are the people. Excuse me for interrupting for the listeners. Her idea was for the federal government to seize control of all of our banking institutions and our banking enterprises. So that's right. Yeah. So so we're clear. The point is what's happening is intentional. And as I'm traveling around the country, I mean, I've been in uh, uh, three states in the last four days and uh, speaking and teaching and training local communities. And they are starting to see that something they were having a very hard time believing is this is the intentional destruction of our military and the people leading the way, just like the people who are the greatest threat, in my opinion, uh, to the, to the Patriot movement in this country is the GOP at the local, uh, state and national level who are the, at what we're seeing around the country and talking to local Patriot groups the biggest fights they're having are with GOP. Well, in the same way, in the military, the biggest problems are the general and the uh, general officer corps and the admirals in the in the navy. Mm-hmm. And we made a recommendation, understanding the threat did to Mr. Trump, uh, when we were asked if you have several recommendations, and one of them was on an, on uh, inauguration day, 
You need to fire everyone with a star on their shoulder in all the branches of service. They're the reason that our military troops on the ground crushed the enemy in places like Syria, Afghanistan, and Iraq, but we lost the war Mm -hmm. because our generals decided we didn't need to know. The same generals that are gobbling up this uh, communist nonsense, but dangerously so, and they are participating in the uh, in bringing down this republic. Yeah, and that and includes Ma- Yeah, and that includes Mad Dog Mattis, who is now on the board of directors somewhere. He's all he's Mr. Climate Change, which is such a, you know, the 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 tool, the mechanism uh, to try to, you know, accelerate us go, becoming part of the new world order and, you know, one one world government. And it's it's all tied together, and I'm glad you did tie it all together from the border to the economic att- attack on on us economically, militarily, and it's even tied to Islam because for a long time now the Democrats have that's why they don't care how many terrorists from Yemen um, are, are are coming across the border. They don't care if there's a, an 8,000 square foot facility in Tijuana here, um, and they have removed the um, restrictions on anybody who served in the Iranian Republican Guard from coming through, and they're being housed in T. Um, because the Democrats see a natural partner with the Islamist, which is a centralized system of power with control over over our uh, every aspect of our lives as part of the New World Order and World Economic Forum. I know you're super busy. That's why it's hard for me to get you on the show. And I appreciate you being here tonight. Tell everybody how to get dialed in to understanding the threat and, and get you to uh, their local community. Yeah, so go to understandingthethreat.com understandingthethreat.com. I encourage you all to sign up for a newsletter, but most importantly, hit us on the contact page or on the homepage, there's a link for our into action training programs. So if you live in an area where we have upcoming programs, like in uh, Wisconsin or Texas or uh, California, you can look at those online uh, and sign up for those or say, we need to bring you to our community. It's a two-day program. And by the time you're done, we will help you formulate a plan to fortify your county, which means flushing the bad guys out and reestablishing a Republican form of government. And that's what we do. So uh, give us a holler. We, I just want to say very briefly, we were just in Oregon this past weekend. And, and the good news is the patriots there uh, have had enough. And they are fighting. And again, that's just another area where their primary adversary is the local GOP that is more interested in being nice than they are about restoring liberty uh, in the land. And so uh, we're finding across the country in many, many states that the uh, Republican Party, the leadership, needs to be overtaken first by patriots uh, before they even deal with uh, the openly adversarials uh, in our uh, in the community, right? So we, we got quite a battle ahead. But thank you for all you're doing. Well, thank the you. Word out. Well, thank you so much again for being here. And we got to get you to San Diego soon. And um, so I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna contact you offline, and maybe we can we can uh, get dialed into having you here to do. And I know you've been to San Diego before, but it'd be good to get you back down here. So John Guandolo, thank you for being here. Absolutely. Thank you. Bless you. Thank you. Bless you too. All right. Now y'all stay tuned. What Democrat congressman has hired somebody to attack a Latina calling her Miss Frijole and Miss Enchilada? 
Imagine a Republican doing that. We're going to share that story with you when we come back. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. Andrea K. Telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K. Show on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. There are reports coming out, differing reports about polling numbers, but it's looking as though... Uh, what the what the Democrats used to have a, a, in terms of a solid base with the Hispanic voters has all but gone away. Like, I think when Romney ran in 2012, uh, I think we only got like 20 percent of the Hispanic vote. Um, you know, Trump got a slightly better 30, maybe percent. It's now I, I think it's neck and neck between the Democrats and the Republicans for the Hispanic vote. So you would think that they'd be wising up, right? Remember the backlash we all heard from a week ago about when Jill Biden was in Texas and she, she compared them to tacos. So you would think that they'd be wising up. Look, we're bleeding out the Hispanic vote, but no, we've got a Democrat from Texas, Vincente Gonzalez, who hired a Texas blogger to go specifically to attack representative Republican representative Mayra Flores. Um, in his blog, calling her everything from Miss Frijoles, Miss Enchiladas, Gringa Bag, and Cotton Pickin' Liar. Now, Gonzalez has said that he only played, paid that blogger to run ads, but yet there's no ads anywhere on the blog for Gonzalez. The blogger himself, here's what his response was. He says, we've gone through a variety of nicknames for a person who's been described as a cotton picking liar. She hasn't taken kindly to being called Miss Frijoles or Miss Menudo or Miss Pozole or Miss Enchiladas. Uh, uh, yeah, hello. You're right. This Latina has not taken kindly to being described at, 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 like she's on a Mexican food menu at Roberto's. In her opinion, and in her opinion at the McHale report are blatant uh, racist. She obviously has no concept of satire. Oh, so when it's a Democrat using these kind, this kind of language, it's satire. Now, if it was a Republican who hired this blogger, he'd be a racist. Yeah, he'd be he'd be out. He'd be out on his ear. There's no Republican that would be say in their position if they they had hired a blogger who was making these comments. And Gonzalez himself had said, look, um, I'm a liberal Democrat. And it's war against the Republican. I'm going to be merciless, merciless with her. So there you have it. Now, the, what the Republicans should be doing, Mayra Flores, of course, you know, her response was brilliant. She's like, look, I've been I, I've been eating frijoles my whole life. I love it. Um, right. Absolutely. But should the Republican Party not seize upon this opportunity when you realize that the minority party is moving, the uh, Hispanics are moving away from being a Democrat voting bloc to the Republican Party, and you've got this opportunity to point out the inherent racism, just like the Democrats are inherently racist against the African-American voting bloc they take for granted, it's the same thing here with the Hispanics. And the Republicans are missing an opportunity. They're missing an opportunity here. Shame on you, Democrats. Shame on you racist, bigoted Democrats, particularly going after this amazing young woman, Mayra Flores. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. Speaking of amazing women, you're going to hear from the founder of Let Them Breathe and her response, Sharon McKeeman, against the San Diego mask mandates in schools. Stay tuned. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.